0: Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, Lorene and Tony Giorgio. So if
1: life has left you kicking up dust, keep
0: listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the Gather
1: Hey, hi everyone. Again, this is Tony Giorgio, your co-host of Living with Victory Radio Podcast. I know you haven't heard from us in a while, but close a few few things here and there, cataract surgery, upper respiratory infection for my wife, you name it, we got it. But cheer up. God is on his throne, and today we're going to talk about why you should cheer up, because he is still on his throne. Without further delay, we have the author in the house now of Climbing Out of Your Despair with God's Promises, my sweetheart for the last 55 years, and running. Hey, Laureen, how are you doing?
2: I am doing fantastic.
1: That's right. I'm so
2: happy to be here talking to you. And as Tony said, the topic of the day is cheer up. God is on his throne. Since 2020, we've all been walking around with our chins down to the floor and it's time to raise our heads and recognize and remember that God is still on his throne. We are his children and we do not have to walk around with a sad countenance. You know when you're feeling lower than the ground you're walking on, how do you pull yourself up going shopping well <laughs> you then you'll have a bill that you aren't ready for, and you may not be able to pay that easily and off. you
1: may not be ready for it either
2: partying you may feel worse the next day with that hangover every time social drugs, then you have a problem getting rid of a habit. <laughs> But there is one way to cheer up and raise your hope level 100%. Tap into God's love and his promises.
1: Amen. Wow.
2: Because when you do that, you're taking a partner and a friend and you're holding his hand. And now all of a sudden, you're not walking alone. You know, when we get into areas as we have been in the past couple of years where problems come and face us, it's not just one problem. It's like total chaos. It's like everything has gone crazy. You've got two and three or four problems you're balancing. You may be able to hold two up, okay, but what do you do with the other three that are hanging on there? It can really make you feel like you're going out of your mind. What do I do first? (laughs) Really? Exactly. When we get into a situation like that, where we know everything is totally completely way above us and we can't handle it when we include God like I said now you you've added your partner and your best friend when you start to praise and worship him and thank him for the way things are right now I mean even though you say you want me to thank him for the fact that I'm out of work that I don't have enough money to pay my bills that my kids are going nuts yes That's exactly what I'm saying. Because God takes that praise and he turns it into something beautiful. Amen. And while you're praising and thanking him and worshiping him, you are cheering up because your faith starts to grow and your hope starts to grow and you're encouraged, and then you start to see through his eyes how things can change. They may not be changed now, they may be in total chaos and you're in a mess, but it doesn't matter. Because when you're holding his hand, miracles start to happen. They may not happen all at once, but you'll see a little something here and a little something there that wasn't there before. And that's when you praise and you thank him and you worship even louder. And when things go wrong, because they will go wrong, yet again, it's not that everything is going to be fantastic. You praise even louder. And I'll tell you what, I know this will get you out of your problems because Tony and I, for the 55 years that we have been married and everything that has hit us, this is exactly why we're sitting here today. Right. I mean, there were times when it was like World War Three. It was times when you just felt like giving up and wanting to not continue on. And even with the ministry, the challenges that come at us. But you know what? God is really amazing because he shows us things and he comes through for us in ways that make you want to just shout and praise and thank you.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm looking at episode six in your book, and you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That says That's it right. all. I mean, if you're leaning there, you got it made. But I want to start out with the fact I've had cataract surgery in my one eye, all right? So I, I'm not seeing too well. I have wax enough in my left ear that I can't hear a blessed thing. I have a pinched nerve in my back right now that is causing me to look down more than up. That's just an opening just to let you know where I'm at. But in in the last few weeks, I have had to practice, you know, the cheer up. God is on his throne in the operating room in my day of surgery. The adventure starts like 5 o'clock in the morning. Got to be there 7.30. I'm there. They clear it with my cardiologist that I can have this operation because I had the AFib and all. And and everything is fine. And I, I get there and we, they start prepping me. There There's a CNA and there's a nurse and all is going well, until they lay me on this cardboard gurney which my back really enjoyed and then taped my head to what what is like a headrest in a car. They literally taped it and my head is pointing down to the floor. So I'm I'm really comfortable for this And then it begins, they want to take my pressure beforehand on the machine. And so the CNA comes along and she sets it up and, you know, she starts it. And I could see her eyes swelling open to the point of popping out of her head. And she says, oh, no. And I'm saying, oh, no, what? She had a reading on her little machine of 259, over 129. And she said, you have to go to the ER. We can't do anything. This is, and she ran out to call the doctor. Well, Classically or historically, the machines with somebody with AFib, make a long story short, can't read it properly because it can't pick up the beats because the beats are erratic. And my doctor's used to that. We're all used to that. Normally, I don't have a problem with depression. But I also have, what do they call that, white coat syndrome? Yes. Okay, I just don't like my cardiologist told them when they called him, Oh, his last pressure was over one hundred and sixty over something, but he told me it, it's because he's here and he
2: don't like me.
1: <laughs> well I don't I don't remember saying that at all, but that <laughs> <laughs> that's the impression he you got. You said
2: you didn't like being there.
1: I didn't like being there. That's right. So, all right, I'm nervous enough. I'm going to have an operation. Now they're telling me I'm fighting with them on the table that I don't want to go to the ER. Uh, it's not necessary. So after she alerted everybody and got everybody in a frenzy, and mind you, that the anesthesiologist came and gave me some happy juice. So... At this point, I don't know my name. I don't know anything. Except I'm feeling great. Where am I? I'm really whacked out. I'm crazy now. And now that they decide to give me a dose of high but blood pressure high medicine, blood medicine, medicine, right, intravenously. So the nurse comes and she's going to find, you know, my vein. She put it in and, and I'm getting this. And, and I now I have to wait 45 minutes. My back is a lot worse. I'm hoping that maybe death will end it all and I can go home. And, and I'm praying, Lord, if you want it, you got me. Here I am because I don't know what else to do. I can't even see straight. My mind is, is completely baffled. I don't know what's going on. I'm, you know, sedated. You want me to live? Fine. I leave it to you. Otherwise, you know, so you got to cheer up, you know, because really God is on his throne. And that's why I was gearing it to it. 45 minutes comes, the doctor who's taking care of the anesthesia and and all of that. He takes my pressure and he says, my God, 45 minutes and the pressure is still the same. How can that be? Ah, oh, he found out. The nurse, she did not put the needle in the vein. She put it in the skin. It didn't go through the bloodstream. It was just dripping out. And the doctor said it helps if you caught the vein, thereby having to take it back out. Now, understand, cheer up. God is on his throne because now they got to find the
2: again. God was on his throne because I was sitting in the waiting room and I was so restless. It was like I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what, so I just started praying. I didn't know what I was praying for exactly, but God was telling me, pray. You need to pray. And that's what I did. I prayed for his safety. I
1: tell you, I had to win the Guinness Book of Records for being stuck more times by a hypodermic needle trying to find veins than any person I know because they just couldn't find a vein. And I'm trying to say I was built with them. This isn't a real criticism of the medical community. You know, not at all. This is just telling you what actually went on that day. You know, I was really gone. I, I mean, mentally, physically, I'm I'm a wash now. Something that should have taken forty minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were there what two hours? Two hours. Easy, and I'm laying on this table, and I'm really feeling. Look, if I'm really going to have a heart attack, if it's really my pressure, just. Take me home or send me an angel. Deliver me. Do do something, Lord. I'm praying. I'm talking to him just like I'm talking to you. No fancy footwork in prayer. And hey, Lord. Hey, buddy.
2: Help! If you were laying on that table and you didn't have a relationship with Jesus that you had, it would have been a whole lot worse for you. Oh, because yeah. Because you knew where your health was going to come
1: from. I probably would have had the heart attack they were talking about because they were inciting. I've got stuff they trying were to calm me worse. down, and I'm as tense as could be. It's fighting. One thing is fighting the other, and now I'm losing it because... My mind's cluttered with this drug. And all I kept saying was, okay, Lord, my life has been in your hands for years. You got me through phlebitis. You got me through gang wars. You got me through all kinds of crazy stuff as a kid. And I'm here. If you want to take me now, that's fine. And he kept saying to me, don't worry about it. It's okay. In essence, you know, cheer up. That made me feel better that I was talking. I had somebody outside of that surrounding, that human weakness and and surrounding
2: but not just thin air he knew that god was hearing him and then the moment
1: that i was waiting for okay and why i say and we're saying right now cheer up because god is on his throne. There was no doubt about it because after that prayer, send me an angel, take me home, kill me, (laughs) get me out of here somehow, do something. I can't see very well anymore because he got the drops in my eyes. They sedated me locally. And I hear a soft voice and I can't see who it really is on my right side, sitting at the gurney saying, would you like me to pray for you? in a soft, mellow, godly voice. And I said, I've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> he saved me. I'm home. And <laughs> not quite. It was my doctor, God bless him, who sat at my gurney and offered to say a prayer for me before we went into the operation. And I said, oh, yes, go for it. And I couldn't see him. And he prayed a strong prayer in Jesus' name and then got up and wheeled me into the operating room. I felt like, you know, whichever way it turns, but I never never lost it all because I I had somebody to cling to. And that proved to me that he heard me. He could have taken me home. He could have let me die and say, hey, that's it for you. But he didn't. And of all things, I didn't know the doctor was Christian or or what his faith was or any of them. Never had a conversation. And he come along and prayed for me. And that was his answer to me directly. He directly sent that doctor to my bedside to pray for me.
0: We'll get back to Tony and Laureen in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor, Teague's Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965, with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at The Corner Cafe, featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, sponsors of Living with Victory. Now back to Tony and Laureen.
2: You know, David in Psalms, you know, he had a lot of problems. (laughs) He had his fair share. But Psalm 43, 5 really sums it up. Why are you cast down on my inner self? And why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? Yes. Hope in God and wait expectantly for him,
0: right? Listen
2: carefully, folks. This is a wonderful verse because I know a lot of you are downcast today. For I shall yet praise him who is the help of my sad countenance and my God. Now, yeah. there's all your hope that you need. Tony didn't know how his answer was going to come. No. But God and in his timing, you know, God's timing is very special. It's always perfect. His timing is perfect. We get impatient with what we're going through because we're seeing it and we're seeing it through our eyes. But when you start to look through God's eyes, you realize this is all for his purpose to bring it to a perfect end. And all we have to do is be patient, go with it, praise him, thank him, love him, keep our countenance up. Cheer up and be happy because he's in the midst of your problem and he's going to take you through to the end of it. And when you get to the end and the final solution, you're going to stand there with your mouth open because you're never going to believe what he did. And now all of a sudden, that problem is gone.
1: Yeah. Like you say in episode nine, the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and in dry places. Exactly. And my God, you know how many dry places we've been in? Really just the two of us and a blessed board and and one or two volunteers and and so many great supporters, like listeners like you. But we're out front, you know, and, and Lauren's doing things she never did before. She's the person always behind the scenes, not
2: up front. I am the perfect one to tell you that you, as dumb as you may think you are, that you can't do anything, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because he will lead you step by step. And you will know when his grace is on you and you will be amazed and look back and say, did I do that?
1: But Laureen was the type of person that when I stepped up to the podium, Lorene was somewhere in the back or in a corner or collecting tickets maybe, but never in front of a microphone, number one, and never in the crowd in that way. She never was. And God has picked her up because of her faithfulness and her wonderful love for people and brought her in front. God can do it is what we're trying to say.
2: Author. I mean, I don't think of myself that way. The, the book was written just because God told me to write the book because so many people are hurting. And that book has the answers you're looking for. They're real answers. They're the truth. They're based on God's word because his word is true and it's alive. And you could take the words from that book and just devour them and put them into your soul. And you will find yourself going through things that right now may be killing you the way you're going through, but they will lift you right out of that sadness and right out of that negativity and hopelessness. I'm not trying to push this book for any other reason.
1: No, that's my job. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) But I love people, I do love people. And I'm just wanting to share what I have learned through the years walking with Jesus. Because a lot of people don't realize what they're missing. And a lot of people are going through life hurting. And God never meant for us to go through life hurting. He meant for us to go through life and have life more abundant. That is in the Bible. He He wants to bless us. He wants to bless you. But he has commandments, and it, I, I just want to urge you to pick up the Bible and read it. You will be so amazed. His love, you can't even measure how, how much he loves you. So, you know, that is the reason for this podcast. That is the reason for the book. So I just want to read again what David said, 43.5. Why are you cast down? If you're depressed, look up. Look up and cheer up. Jesus loves you. And why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? God can give you peace. He can give you peace within your soul. Hope in God and wait expectantly for him. Expect the answer to come. Don't just pray once in a while and let it go. Pray over and over again, expecting that he will answer you. But don't tell him how to answer you. Let him do it his way. While you're waiting, praise. For I shall yet praise him who is the help of my sad countenance and my god
1: if you're in the local area real quickly in Maggie Valley you can pick up the book if you want at Organic Beans Coffee Company Soko Road in Maggie Valley and you can also pick it up at Blue Ridge Books in Waynesville North Carolina or at any of the platforms you can get it in an ebook it's just simply our lives and lives of others we've come across in, in our 70-some-odd our years and 38 years of doing this ministry that are in this book. They're true life experiences of people, our lives, and how we got out of it with God's promises cuz he does keep his promises. He cannot lie. If he says he's going to do it, he's going but you got to do your part. And in this day and age, now it's time for us to stand up and do our part, okay? Use what God gave you or use what you have and don't worry about what you don't have. That's the whole thing. And for for our local audience, look in March probably for some advertising on the book in The Haywood Vicinitas coming out in March. Okay, we love you all. You want to write to us, email us, livingwithvictory@gmail.com. You want to talk to Lorraine, same thing. And remember that Jesus is your umbrella in the storms, and you definitely can climb out of your despair with God's promises.
2: We kind of behind times, so but we were going to start a question and answer, victory question and answer. Oh yes, a section. Then right. If you have a question, any kind of question that you want to ask and you would like us to answer it on the podcast, we'd be happy to yes, do that. So. Yes,
1: email us and we'll answer your question on the podcast. Right, and
2: that uh, that would be livingwithvictory at gmail.com
1: Question and answer, Living with Victory. It'll be a new segment on the program moving forward probably next month and we'll answer your questions on the air. We'll even mention your name if you want and have a question and answer in the program, okay? This is Tony Giorgio. And Maureen. Saying Jesus is your umbrella in the storm. And remember, cheer up, God is on his throne.
0: Thank you. You can become a Living With Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com. That's livingwithvictory.podbean.com and click on the PayPal button. Thanks for listening.
1: So if life has left you kicking up dust Keep listening, keep looking
0: up and Grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the rain Get ready, get ready God in His goodness is gathering showers of